You're listening to The BizCast on the C-Suite Network. Welcome to The BizCast. You work hard in your business and you want to know what it takes to get to the next level. The BizCast is where we interview best-selling business authors, thought leaders, and C-Suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Whether you're the leader of a Fortune 100 company or your company is just taking off, what you're about to hear will help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Kevin Crane. Welcome to the show. I'm so pleased to welcome Evan Hackle to the program. Evan is a dynamic, innovative, thoughtful, and inspiring leader with 30 years of experience in franchising, distributed networks, and cooperatives. He's a consultant to some of the largest franchise systems in North America, and his clients include Denny's, Meineke, Dwyer Group, ServiceMaster, Haagen-Dazs, among many others. He's with me today to talk about his book, Engaging Leadership, a new approach to leading that builds excellence and organizational success. Evan Hackle, welcome to the show. Your book is called Engaging Leadership with an I-N. What is engagement and what's the difference between engagement and engagement? If you think about the word engagement, the traditional word, anybody can be engaged in something. So like when I watch football, I'm engaged. I'm sitting in my sofa, I'm watching a TV, but I'm engaged. But am I involved? Not really. So the I instead of the E stands for involvement. So the idea is that it's not just about engaging or getting people to know or participate, but it's actually involving people in the business and seeking out and looking for contributions and ideas from the people in which you are leading. So the purpose for the I is to distinguish it from the traditional word engagement to highlight the importance of involvement. And that's the really the theme of the book is to involve people and to listen to people and to hear people and to allow the strength of ideas and the strength of the organization through additional teamwork to improve business. Well, you talk about that in your book. Uh, You say engagement is a leadership philosophy for those who believe that it's not enough to tell people what to do, but to involve their minds, creativity, and even their emotions. Yeah, then that sounds good, but it sounds difficult to do also. How can business leaders and executives build real engagement? Well, I'd like to highlight the word you just used, which is real. The only way this works is if senior management honestly believes it is important to engage people. It's important to listen to people. Uh, If you say to yourself, well, I read this book and yeah, I can see this. And I don't really think they're going to give me any good ideas, but I'm sort of going to placate people and you know, kind of pretend it's not going to work. But in, in organizations and in all kinds of different organizations, the, the idea would be to create, depending on what's happening in the organization, to create avenues for people to contribute ideas. So if you're working on a strategic plan, which we're talking about is to have all levels of management work with their teams and do exercises and get input from people to bring that information up the stream. Engagement sounds to me like it's a very proactive approach, but also kind of more time-consuming than the sort of autocratic approach you were describing earlier. But you say when you align people and create an organization where everyone works together in partnership, you've actually created an enhanced ability to spend more time on the activities that build profit and success. Can you give some examples how that works? You are absolutely correct that the process of engagement takes time. And a lot of times everyone sits back and says, well, we're too busy, we can't do this. We're too busy, we can't do this. 
But the reality is that when you align the organization, you create focus, you create clear vision, people are doing the right things and you eliminate the things that are unnecessary and don't need to be done. You also greatly reduce the amount of communication that's necessary because everyone is on the same page. So there are real, real dividends. But you know, giving you kind of practical ideas, you know, in, our, in our organization where I, I, used, to, I used to work and lead, um, we created, uh, we called it ECHO, where every, everyone's collaboration helps everyone, helps the organization. And we brought people together that were doing similar jobs for different divisions of the organization. And we we saved hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on simple things like combining freight shipments between companies so that instead of uh, shipping two half trucks, we were shipping a whole truck uh, at, at the same time. We started combining and doing meetings together so that there that we would rent a facility for five or six days and equipment and things didn't have to be moved around. I mean, all this stuff sounds like little stuff, but the amount of time and the amount of money it saved the company was amazing. And then there are, you know, the bigger ideas that come that say, let's focus on what things are really working. And a big part of the things that we learned uh, and I see in my consulting business with clients is a lot of stuff people do because they've just always done it. And they don't challenge themselves to say, what shouldn't we be doing? And one of the things I encourage in this book is to say, you know, what are we complacent on? What are we doing we shouldn't be doing? And and stopping doing that. So imagine if there are activities, and, and I think it's safe to say in most organizations, 20 to thir- uh, 10 to 20% of all activities are probably activities that are completely unnecessary. If you can find and determine what they are and remove them from the process, you gain a tremendous amount of time. My guest today is Evan Hackle, author of Engaging Leadership, a new approach to leading that builds excellence and organizational success. And if you'd like to get a copy of Engaging Leadership, just go to the C-Suite Book Club and get it there at c-suitebookclub.com. It's time for a quick break, but when we get back, I'm going to ask Evan about communication, a factor that surfaces prominently in his book. So stick around. We'll be right back. Over 3.2 million new book titles are published every year. What are you doing to help your book rise to the top? Submit your book to become part of the C-Suite Book Club, the premier source of leading business books for C-Suite leaders, executives, and celebrities. Visit c-suitebookclub.com slash author to submit your book today. That's c-suitebookclub.com slash author. You're listening to The BizCast with Kevin Crane on C-Suite Radio. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Evan Hackle, and we're talking about his book, Engaging Leadership, a new approach to leading that builds excellence and organizational success. Bob, the subject of communication is one that is a thread throughout your book. Why do you feel that it's so important for business leaders, executives, and business owners to clearly understand and then be able to clearly communicate the business's identity and purpose? I think that Communication is a skill that most people don't really understand. They don't really think about it. They, they sort of act and do. And I think when you're educated as to the different kinds of communication and when the different kinds of communication are appropriate, uh, it, it helps. And then when I get into the highest level, and I'll explain this in all in a second, um, it really becomes transformative. So it, what I'm suggesting is that there are three basic types of communication. 
The first type is evasive, and this is really where people lie or people neglect to say something because they don't want to ruffle feathers, etc. The second level is conclusive, and conclusive is an important level to understand because this is where you're, you're very directed, you know exactly what you need to do, and you need to communicate it. The next level is open and honest communication. These are more discussions and, and conversations with people. I was horrible at open and honest communication. Unfortunately, as I discovered about myself, what I wasn't doing was really listening. I was really manipulative. Well, Evan, it's been great speaking with you today. We're almost out of time, but before I let you go, one last final question. You give advice to some of today's best leaders and brands, but what was the best piece of advice you ever received, and how has it shaped who you are? I'm going to share with you an experience I had when I was 12 years old with my father. Um, my father, my family owned a family business, and there was a we were in the building trades. And there was a builder that owed our family $15,000. And th this is back in the 70s. And not the 15000 isn't a lot now, but $15,000 back then is maybe like seventy or $80,000 uh, today. And we went to this creditor's meeting. And in this creditor's meeting, people were screaming at this creditor. I mean, just screaming at him. And these people were owed $100, $200. And, you know, just like crazy. And my father was there and he was very calm. And he asked a few he asked a few questions, but he wasn't screaming. And what I walked away from that meeting and I, and I, and I said, Dad, I don't understand why you weren't mad. I mean, he, this guy owed you more money than all these other people. And you didn't scream. And, and he says to me, Evan, if I thought screaming would get my money back, I would have screamed like crazy. But I didn't see how getting upset was going to do me any good at all. And then he did something that was really amazing, is he actually hired this guy to be a salesperson for the company. He ended up being one of our best salespeople. So rather than getting mad or upset, he looked for the opportunity. He looked to say to himself, how can I benefit from where I'm at, and he ended up hiring a salesperson who was really good, who made the company a lot of money, probably more money than he ended up costing the company over his tenure, because the guy, the guy was ended up being with the company uh, at least 15, 20 years. So it, it, he, what he really taught me was that you always need to look for the opportunity wherever you're at, and, and that it comes in all kinds of different places. And then if you allow your emotions to sway you and get upset, you can take your eye off the ball. And uh, it was really, you know, an incredible learning experience for a 12-year-old. And I can't tell you how many times in my life I sit back and think to myself, wow, I remember what my father did. And can I think about now the opportunity where I'm at here? Uh, and it's really benefited me greatly. My guest today has been Evan Hackle, author of Engaging Leadership, a new approach to leading that builds excellence and organizational success. Evan, thanks a lot for being my guest today. It's been terrific. Uh, enjoyed your questions and uh, hope, hope that uh, the listeners got some benefit. That's Evan Hackle. Find him at engage.net. That'll do it for this episode of the BizCast. Join me next time when we continue to talk to business authors, thought leaders, and C-suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Don't forget to visit the C-Suite Book Club at c-suitebookclub.com. Great books by great business authors. Only the best at the C-Suite Book Club. 
And if you like what we do here at the BizCast, don't be shy. Give us a shout-out on social media or leave a review on iTunes. Meanwhile, until next time, I'm your host, Kevin Crane, for the C-Suite Network. Thanks for listening. Brought to you by the C-Suite Network. C-SuiteNetwork.com This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C-SuiteRadio.com.